classic. <laughs> I never heard that song before I got the CD. I never heard it actually before either, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it's like the last one in their album. On the uh, yeah. great, the greatest hits. Yeah. All right, man. Great tune. Nice little upbeat. Yeah, it's not too bad. I enjoyed it. It got me in the mood. Um, you know, not last episode. Well, last episode that we were just discussing. <clears throat> We were uh, talking about the Dylan Mulvaney yeah, and what have you. Did you see that the guy who hired Dylan Mulvaney officially stepped down this week? No, I thought it was a chick. Or chick. Oh, I didn't. So yeah. the, here's the name. Benoit Gar- Garby Garbet. God, <laughs> God bless you. You were about to say, what's the name? I actually farted. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> What the fuck did you say? Ben Benoit Ben Benoit Benoit I think that's Benoit Garbe 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 Benoit I don't think it's Benoit. Yeah, I think the, the, this is the person who is being pegged as responsible for the firing uh or for the Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. And they stepped down to It is a dude. Yeah, so oh, I change, change the name. That's what guy. I'm saying. I looked it up and I I, I was getting <laughs> I was like, is this guy a dude? What's going on here? And you don't know because he hired Dylan Mulvaney. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, know, he, he's a man now. I don't know if he was born a guy. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't weird, tell. Yeah, that's weird stuff. Uh, well, Harvard Business School. There you Jesus go. That's all you need to Christ. know, folks. Yeah. Well, uh, it got me thinking about how all this wild cross-genderism and weird stuff going on in our world, the decay of our society. Oh, man, it's the end of the world. It's got to be. Which is why uh, that got me kind of thinking about our previous conversation a couple episodes ago. You brought it up at the end. We got cut off about the volcanic winter of 536 AD. Yeah, yeah. And if anyone doesn't know about that, you should take a look. Uh, I did a little research into it because currently, and maybe as we speak, Iceland uh, under volcanic... Misery right now. I don't know what's gonna. Uh, oh, you know, they're happen. under a state of emergency, which I, I, I can't believe nobody's talking about. Fuck Hamas. <laughs> the world is on a state of emergency right now, and I'm not talking about some bullshit COVID. I'm talking if a, if this volcano erupts, we could see. I don't know. A, so a, I looked it up. Uh, apparently, the winter, the volcanic winter of 536, <clears throat> was based upon. They speculated it was three different volcanic eruptions that happened at various mm. places that like made it kind of like uh snowballed this whole like um mini ice age that occurred essentially could be which is wild you know but i think that's what always happens is you have like these like you know what i mean like nothing happened like you know you get these periods of just nothing and then boom Everything oh. starts going off. I saw crazy you know, stuff up. on the interwebs out there in the conspiracy circles about how, you know, the elites know that the magnetic fields might be swapping. Well, yeah, but they've been talking about that for a while. I know. I've, I've seen this since the day the internet was created. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the day the internet came out, the first website I went to was like, oh, the poles are going to swap. We're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird. Uh, but apparently, <laughs> there is a lot of, er, you know, there's a lot of earthquakes happening. There have been over the last year. 
they had like endless massive earthquakes in Afghanistan for about a month. And, a lot and of it. A lot of it too. You have to remember is we're getting information and feedback from places we never did before. So, like, think about what our records were. Oh, totally. Years ago, right? Right. We have we have like one asshole writing in a book. <laughs> That's right, he, man. You know, he says there's two earthquakes that year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. But God only knows what was happening in you know the Congo or wherever you know. I saw a video out on the X, formerly known as Twitter, and it had. Uh, when do you think it's going back to Twitter? No, I, I think we're ending the formerly known as. Oh, damn it! All right. I'm yeah, I think because. Uh, a lot of people not even saying it anymore. You're starting to hear just the X. Just saying X, huh? Yeah. All right. I we're. He, I, I think it was genius branding. It was. He's yeah. going to own X? President Xi's going to have to change his name. Ah, <laughs> 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 hey, Xi, you can come here, but you got to pay the trademark fees. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You can go by formerly known as Twittery. All right. <laughs> See what I did there with the E? The we I, will accept yeah. Twitter I. Yeah, yeah. Twitter I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. So what, your mind changed on this volcano? You're not worried about it? No, I'm not too concerned. Yeah. All right. No, I'm not. Um, but uh, for you, I got a quickie. We turn next tonight to an urgent warning from officials. Hey, folks, make sure your hair's parted. He's for a little epinaka <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. There's a quick one, Put though. Those eyebrows and check. Right. This is a All super right. fast one because Dave Muir, we know he's an animal, man. He can't help himself. Iceland <laughs> saying there is a, quote, significant likelihood now of a volcanic eruption in the coming days. More cracks appearing in roads after more than 1,200 recent earthquakes, 700 in just the last 24 hours. Authorities already declaring a state of emergency and ordering evacuations. All right, that's it. I told you it was a quick one. Mm, yeah. Um, and just to get everyone up to speed here, because I don't know if everybody knows about this situation in Iceland. Uh, you know, the roads are cracking apart. It looks kind of like the scene in the Ghostbusters when Gozer arrives and starts tearing apart Manhattan, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the Ghostbusters car, like, just goes under the road. Like, that's what's happening in, in Iceland. And so it's kind of apocalyptic, a little bit looking, and we've had a lot of earthquakes going on around the world, and there's been some volcanic activity, I believe, outside of this. So, you know, there's some weird stuff happening. We, we could potentially maybe be going through some huge cycle, just like in 536 AD or whatever, where the Earth, and its position around the sun happens to get all the seismic activity and all this shit happens and <clears throat> a bunch of volcanoes go off and we slip into some kind of deep freeze. Well, that was the other thing. They recorded the largest solar flare they've ever recorded. Not too long. Like a couple of really? Ago. Wow. <clears throat> we were just lucky that it, it didn't hit Earth. Dude, I read that almost daily about solar flares and plasma events where it's like, oh, it just missed Earth by, like, you know, five centimeters. And, like, you know, like... No, nah, not five <laughs> centimeters. It's a big space. We're far away. Small target. I know. We are uh, theoretically so tiny compared to the but sun. we're playing the odds. We're playing the that's odds. That's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's all yeah. about the odds. And that's why, you know, like, 
<clears throat> all these cultures have the great flood theory or stories. You know what I mean? Like there's ancient Japanese, Chinese, the biblical with, Mo, you know, uh, it was the yeah. guy Noah, you know what I mean? It's like all over with these people, uh, you know, everybody had this great flood and was it Graham Hancock talks about it, right? Like it could have just been a solar flare that just like melts the ice cap instantly and just floods everybody out. That's uh, been how solar flares. <laughs> <laughs> The story of the great floods and everything, that was probably an asteroid. Or yeah, a comet. definitely was an asteroid. You know, because anybody close enough to know it was an asteroid has died instantly, and everybody else that lived, they just saw a big wave. Wow, so it hit the other side of the Earth. Everybody on the opposite killed side. It, it killed everybody, and anybody that didn't die instantly starved. The whole side of the world was ruined. You know, you starved to death or whatever. And then the people that did survive... They just got hit with the big wave. Which brings me back to the dragon dinosaur theory I brought up a while back. I've been seeing a lot more stuff about this. I'm telling you, I think the dragons are the dinosaurs. It could be. The more I think, like... Did yeah, you... Okay, so... Be. It could be. In the Chinese... It's a, weird, it's a weird timeline to just... Like, did you hear the whole thing about how, like, the T-Rex <laughs> is closer to us? I'm, the tel I'm telling you right now, dude... There's something up with the dinosaurs. I just don't. I don't like it. <laughs> there's something up with there's the timelines. Period. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense, man. <laughs> we're all supposed to buy it just because this guy dug it up at this level. You know what gets me know. about the dragons and the dinosaur thing is the Chinese calendar has uh, the thirteen, right? Twelve. What is it? How many animals? Twelve. I don't know. I'm not Chinese, man. <laughs> I know, but I'm. I, I think it's 12, right? Or 13? I don't know what they run on. But either way, you know, some cultures... Just a do dozen like, or a baker's dozen? What we worry they, about? Yeah, they work on either. But either way, they're all animals that exist in the real world, except one's a dragon. So you got the ox, you got the rat, you got the, uh, right. you know, you got all these actual animals, but then there's a dragon. Why do they have all real animals and then one mythological animal? I think that was just the guy who was creating the calendar. He was like, I'm born in December. What do you know? That's the month of the dragon. Because I'm the dragon. <laughs> yes, dude. What's that? You were born in September? Oh, no, that's cute. It's the rabbit. <laughs> that's I'm right. the dragon. <laughs> you know? I think you're onto something, man. <laughs> that's right. The victors write the history. That's how it works. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I, I do. I, I think you're right. You know, there is, there was that whole thing where um, there were like those stories from the Native Americans, and That's some right. of them inc included the like, you know, the megafauna, like uh, uh, the the saber tooth tiger. Right. Yeah. No, I think a lot of and, no, no, but it was it was it was said to be bullshit. Like for a hundred years, they were like that story's bullshit. It's all bullshit until they f they started. They found those. I think it was the tar pits. Where they realized they were able to uh, eat the what is it? they could find the age of the bones. That's right. And they man. realized yes, these animals were alive when these people were walking the plane. So those stories were passed on. As we continue down this path, Graham Hancock and people who believe in the alternative history seem like the smarter people, and it seems like we've just been duped for a long time. Oh, it's it's what I, I wish everybody would. I wish it was the one thing people would really understand about the Joe Rogan podcast. 
Like, he had Graham Hancock on 10 years ago, and he seemed like an idiot. (laughs) That's right, man. Right? Because everybody in that field, anybody worth listening to, was calling this guy an idiot. Oh, yeah. And now they're all changing their tone to match his. So. And Joe Rogan will have Graham Hancock on, and then he'll have on The Rock, which was on yesterday, I believe. uh, I refuse. Him and that other, uh, Whitney, no, who's the other one? I don't know, but I'm definitely going to check out The Rock and maybe clip something for the show on Sunday. Oh, fuck The Rock. I love The Rock, man. He's ridiculous, dude. He's an actor. It's incredible. He had Mike Baker on today. Oh, maybe I'll check that out. I love Fuck The Rock. Listen to Mike Baker. He does a great breakdown of like the... I was gonna. Israel there you go. Me. You just read my mind. You are psycho, bro. I was just gonna say he always brings on Mike Baker when the government needs to explain what's happening to all the dudes. Yeah, he's a show. But I agree. I mean, I agree with him, dude. We need to look at the Israel Hamas thing. Who the fuck cares about either one of them? We got to look at our best interest here. And as an American, it's better for us to have Israel in power. So, Mike, you know what? To me. That sounds like kind of Elon Musk talk. It's anti-Semi talk, bro. <laughs> Elon Musk did something yesterday. He retweeted a post, a highly offensive anti-Semitic post. What do you know about uh, that? He sure did. You guys, the post was by a user on X that claimed the Jewish communities push, quote, hatred against whites. He responded saying, quote, you have said the actual truth. And then he backpedaled in later posts. He says he does not believe hatred of white people extends to all Jewish communities, but he did re-up his attack on the Anti-Defamation League. He said the ADL unjustly attacks the majority of the West. And meantime, guys, we got a program. All right, so he's going to sell his program, but I just wanted to remind everybody right now, we just heard a news clip about a tweet, about a tweet, about a tweet. (laughs) Did you catch that? That was a that was news. That was news about a tweet about a tweet about another tweet. And what was the next story? Oh, about how Twitter is failing. No, do you want to hear what he leads into? No, we want to tell you about tonight on NBC News. Now I'm going to be anchoring a special primetime report, taking a closer look at growing anti-Semitism. Oh, watch my show! Anti-Semitism on the rise. Stream tonight at 10:30 Eastern on NBC News. Everybody tunes in, guys. Look at this tweet from Elon. That's so anti-Semitic. And tune into my show about anti-Semitism. We're talking anti-Semitism. <laughs> Pure genius. Great work. Great marketing. Man. <laughs> oh. Let's Great do work. Let's do a phony news story about a tweet about a tweet about a tweet to lead into your bogus news program that you put together that's about bullshit that we gotta get viewers to watch so we could stir up a bunch of fear <laughs> porn and hate <laughs> so crazy man it's so obvious at this point if you, if anyone doesn't see through this bullshit veil then I feel sorry for you because this is just they are still playing through the same actions and methods of COVID Oh, yeah. Although, Frank, I do have to say, after watching the attacks and all the videos that came from October 7th, and then watching all the bombings of Gaza and all the innocent children and women dying there, uh, I just couldn't help thinking, you know, in all of this, the worst person is Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) 
the real problem here in Israel, Gaza, Elon Musk. You know what I mean? <laughs> amazing, man. It's amazing. <laughs> He's got to go. <laughs> I mean, how are we going to live in peace? <laughs> got to get rid of this guy. Oh, yeah, that blew my mind. I love the... I love the whole thing about we got to villainize Elon and then, but also tune into my show tonight at 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks, we got a lot of hatred out there. There's a lot of pain, a lot of misery, a lot of suffering. Tune in 6 p.m. where I talk about anti-Semitism. And I love it, too, because uh, they're, they're claiming Elon Musk is an anti-Semite. Huh. So this guy who made billions of dollars in the tech sector. <laughs> That's right. Living in California, started a, all these businesses. Yeah, hates Jews, refuses right. to he's, associate with Jews. He's loved by Hollywood. He shows up at all these Met Gala events and like, you know, nope. Oh, I'm sure they were Jew free. <laughs> That's yeah. right. He only went because they promised no Jews. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> Only to get there and realize it said no juice. OJ wasn't there, but the Jews were. And he was bummed because he was hoping to meet OJ, get a little signature on his old jersey. I had a glove for him to sign. Oh, oh jersey. Jersey. Yeah, that's what I meant, jersey. <laughs> Does anyone ever, do you think anyone has tried to get a glove signed by OJ? Uh, could you imagine what that goes for? I mean, I would try to, like, maybe bring. A, a football glove, like a wide receiver glove, and be like, <laughs> "No, no, you got to do leather." And be like, "OJ, could, could you sign this?" But first, could you could you try it on? <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, "It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit." Yeah, just slide it halfway on like that. Yeah. <laughs> first, could you put on a latex glove and then try Spread to put out the glove your fingers on there? really wide? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh, if it doesn't fit, Mike, skin. you must acquit. That's how it goes, dude. Let me tell you, this this uh, anti-Semitic thing you're trying to pull on Elon does not fit. That glove doesn't fit. No, it's so laughable. And it, obviously, it was just some... Again, I, I couldn't get over... The only reason I clipped it is because nobody will be talking about this. Nobody. I oh, promise you. Of course you. not. You know what they're talking about on the Daily Wire? The greatest feud in the world between Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens. Oh, uh, my I God, I man. can't believe you have something on that. I don't have a clip. I have no oh. clip. Oh, God. No. Good God. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what to clip about it. I don't think ma uh, mainstream media really cares about these two idiots. I guess I saw an article, which I have here, and it's similar to this news item. It's an article about tweets about a tweet about a tweet. No, that's really what it... All this is, is Candace Owens is proving she knows nothing about Israel and Hamas. That's right. And the Gaza Strip. And Ben Shapiro is proving that uh, he cares way more than any of us. <laughs> 
Did you see you know the video mean? of Ben Shapiro at some live function? It was taken with a cell phone. It was very yeah. crude and where he basically denounces um, Candace and kind of calls her stupid, essentially, in so many words. Or, or uninformed, right? Uneducated. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll see if she gets fired. See, I think this is her play to go to Twitter. I think she wants to follow Tucker. I agree. I totally agree, because I I think she did that interview just a week ago with Tucker, which nobody cared about. Uh, And she's been going on all these, like, shows. It's been really weird seeing her on all these different podcasts, you know? Well, apparently... Like uh, Bill Maher? (laughs) I read into it in this article. She apparently, like, publicly came out... uh, What is it? Oh, yeah, she... She took Kanye West's side during that whole anti-Semitic rant thing, you know? Yeah, she hates Jews. I can't believe she works for the Daily Wire. It's so weird. That's what I'm saying. It's weird that she works for the Daily Wire. And I guess she also said some weird stuff where she supported, like, ideas of Hitler or something. And I'm only going, I'm skimming. I'm just skimming. So I'm not, like, um, saying anything that she did say. However... Uh, I do know that she said some stuff about, you know, Ben Shapiro being kind of nutty over this whole Israel situation with Hamas. And he basically said, you know, uh, by all means, quit. Right. Uh, Like, just leave. And I I think, again, this is, uh, number one, probably a huge publicity stunt for the Daily Wire to get some people to sign up and they're, you know, they got the holiday promo coming up soon, I imagine. Right. So. They're going to do the discount, get people to check out their website, sign up. And then also, uh, I imagine that Candace Owens was hired on because of the, you know, hype behind her and social media back in 2020. She she was brought brought on in November 2020. And when I read that, I thought long and hard when I looked at the phrase November 2020. And all I could think about was how bizarre that time was. Yeah. The fall of 2020 was a weird and scary time for a lot of people. And not scary because of the COVID, scary because of how we were reacting to it. And so Candace just happened to be vocal and online, and she caught, you know, she went viral. And so Ben picked her up probably because he wanted to boost his show and his idea of having this multi-show conglomerate you know, oh, she was a black female who was exactly. shouting conservative. I'm going to say it right now. You know? Ben Shapiro saw an opportunity to check a box. Yeah. Oh, the right does it, too. Absolutely. Yeah. But this one... The only difference is Ben Shapiro didn't announce, I'm going to go out there and find a black female. No, he just went out there and found one. Yeah, exactly. But what happens when you check the boxes? It bites you in the ass in the long run. In reality, Candace Owens was never supposed to be a part of the Daily Wire. She never fit in with those dudes. See, I see it as a different... I don't see it as like a, a problem with box checking and that. I see it more as... The, this is, and this is why the right is losing all their elections. Because they don't understand the difference between I'm sick of the left and I can't support them, but I'm not a right. You know what I mean? Like Candace Owens, she is a millennial. She is into that kind of group of, she was a liberal, you know? For sure. And so I don't think they understand. So she's very conservative now, but there's no way you're going to go from a liberal to Ben Shapiro. 
you know what i mean yes you could be like you know you could kind of work your way into the center more toward the right but you know you gotta ease in you gotta do a little adam carolla and then swing through a little like um I don't know. I guess Adam Carolla maybe gets you to the Ben Shapiro. <laughs> maybe no, I don't think you ever do. You know what I mean? I think Ben Shapiro is a product of like that guy was born and raised conservative his whole life. It's instilled in him. You know he, what I mean? He's very you know, intense. What, what, he is Bane. You merely adopted the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. So we could never be Bane, you know? Absolutely, yeah. We Well, but we can act like it. And when it comes to acting, uh, and I'm segueing here because I just love this. It's the greatest story in the world. Oh, man. We podcast for this, this right here. Our NBC News exclusive, newly revealed footage from the Alec Baldwin movie Rust, yeah! showing the actor handling and firing a gun during filming of a scene before the deadly shooting on set. As Chloe Malas reports, it comes as he is potentially facing new charges. Right, Tonight, never-before-seen footage from the set of Rust, more, taken more, in the days more. before the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Okay, they're going through all these images and video shots of Alec Baldwin... And the filmer, the person filming is the guy, the lady he killed, and uh, he's he keeps like in every shot he's shooting in multiple directions around <laughs> the camera. It's totally insane, man. Now wait a second. If I'm gonna shoot right, you wanna go on the other side of the camera? I don't want to shoot toward you. <laughs> the clips obtained exclusively by NBC News show the actor preparing for scenes, firing weapons, and interacting. To be fair, to hold on, hold on. To be fair, he said shoot, not pull trigger. <laughs> He did not pull the trigger. <laughs> this is a dream come true. He says so many. He says, he literally shoot says do you want me to shoot to the right or to the left? I'm going to shoot to the right. I, I want to hit you. At you. <laughs> I don't know why you're going up hills and all this. Other. You're going to break your neck. According to a source familiar with the matter, these videos are among dozens provided to special prosecutors days before they announced plans to recharge Baldwin with involuntary manslaughter. NBC News has not seen the rest of the videos. And everyone well, well, need to be right here, like in the path of the gun. Could you please move? The inside look. You can hear Baldwin. He's he's horribly out of shape. The man is just like walking up a hill, and he's like, you can hear him breathing. It's crazy. Frank, he did that just to play Trump. <laughs> and I read some articles earlier. And they're like, you you can see Baldwin directing and acting throughout all the film, the scenes. And I'm, we're watching it right now. We're listening to it, and we're audio only. But uh, you could just hear him. He's panting. He's not acting. He's just struggling to like walk up the hill a few feet. So it's gonna be funny because we're gonna see if he's a stress eater or a stress weight loss guy. <laughs> because you know how they cut the film for the trial and that's everything right, and man. Started filming again. Oh yeah, you're either gonna see fat to skinny or skinny to fat. The best part yeah. about this is they ended up completing the movie, and he's like going to go that's back. I, mean. I love this portion of the evidence that okay. could be presented before a New Mexico grand jury tonight. Baldwin's legal team and the prosecution declining to comment on the videos. Since the incident, Alrighty. Baldwin has repeatedly denied pulling the trigger in the fatal shooting. The movie's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, has pleaded not guilty to involuntary manslaughter and tampering with evidence charges. Her trial is set to begin in February.
The gun was supposed to be empty. I was told I was handed an empty gun. Tonight, with the possibility of new charges on the line, Alec Baldwin's legal troubles taking center stage. Listen, everybody told me it was an empty gun. I believed it was an empty gun. That's why I didn't pull the trigger. Right? Again, this clip, they show him shooting like a hundred rounds of bullets. It's so insane how many times he shoots this gun. This whole movie apparently is him shooting guns. At the camera. Yes, no, literally at the camera. It's crazy. Why did he want to do so many shots at the camera, dude? This guy's a nut job, man. He's like the opposite of Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is like, we're going to do this movie, and you, you're going to film me getting tortured. Right? Like, that's like Mel Gibson's thing, right? He gets, oh, right. Mel Gibson gets tortured in like every movie, but it's him getting tortured. In Alec Baldwin movies, he's like, all right, you're going to film me shooting at your face. You know, like that's his, <laughs> that's his thing. What a weirdo, man. Oh, you know? All right, that's, yeah, I don't even know what that shot was for. Yeah. No, you got to watch the clips. They, I, I watched an unedited version of it, or like the version that's out there without the news people talking through it, cutting into it. It's just like five minutes of him just shooting guns at the camera, dude, <laughs> in all these various scenarios. Like, it's crazy. Pulling the trigger, I assume. He's always pulling the trigger, Mr. Finger Guns. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever actually get, you know, what, taken away, book him Dano, right? Rich people like Baldwin, they don't go to prison for this kind of stuff. Maybe. I don't know. A lot of people claim this was some sort of, like, Illuminati, like, sacrifice kind of situation. Ooh, oh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Baldwin has had a very lucky run throughout his career, so... Maybe some people pulling the string said, now you must pull the trigger, sir. <laughs> hey That's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a weird one. <clears throat> well, That lady that got shot, was she working on any movies about uh, pedophilia in Hollywood? Yeah, she was. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was she <laughs> actually was. <clears throat> with Ann Hirsch. I believe she's working on a documentary. Anne with, yeah, Ann Hirsch. Yeah. Hirsch. Who, uh, have you recently... Rewatch the video of her like trying to bust out of that body bag. It's fucking weird, man. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And the expo, I recall the explanation being like people in trauma tend to try to break out of the the burn bag or something. I just feel like the it never made sense how they like tried well, to play I, I, it, and I then feel, I feel like if I'm alive. No matter what you call it, I'm trying to break out of the bag you have me in. <laughs> no, my point being, like, when when are the, when do they put you into a... When is the moment that you just wrap you in a bag? While you're alive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they only do the body bag when you're dead. Or try to smuggle cocaine. Right, yeah. You put the coke bags With into the body bag. The bridge, yeah, that's right. Know. That's right. Uh. I don't know. Uh, the Anne Hage thing always bothered me, but yeah. The movie I watched the other day is so fucking funny. Did you know Tom Cruise did a mummy movie? He did. It was very poorly rated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude. 
never thought I'd say this. Brendan Fra- Tom Cruise, leave it up to Brendan Fraser. Uh, <laughs> I love the original Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Even the second one wasn't bad. It wasn't until Scorpion King that they lost. Again, well, another thing The Rock ruined. The Rock ruins everything, dude. You know? Of course, man. <laughs> um, even the second one was good. They had the kid, the quirky little... You know, so the Marvels, we talked about it, bombed. It had one of the worst uh, opening weekends for the MCU there. Oh, I'm sure. And I checked it out on the Rotten Tomatoes. Very high score in the audience score. No. Yeah, I was pretty shocked. It's in the 60s, somewhere there for, you know, the critics. 62. That's pretty low. It's not very good. But the audience score. Oh, is the audience 62 now? No, I think it's really funny that Rotten Tomatoes, to be fresh, has to be over 60. That's right, man. So they give it 62. Yes, of course. The audience has an 84. I don't yeah, know. it kind of blew me away. Maybe it's good. It could secretly be good. Oh, man, maybe they listened to the dude, man. Did you see the runtime? This is what intrigued me. You are psycho, man. Absolutely. Hour 45. Huh. They shrunk it down. Maybe it doesn't matter how bad it is, as long as it's just an hour. Dude, I just need an hour and a half to kill. I just, it's cold out there, it's raining, it's fall, winter, whatever. Me and the lady, we want to just go kill an hour and a half somewhere. Or if it's a first day, hour and a half gets me into the tit. Hour 45, I'm getting the (laughs) HJ, baby. (laughs) Yeah, and then I'm ready to take this home, you know what I mean? I don't need two, three hours. Speaking of uh, two, three hours and getting frisky, there's a fella who is a longtime like consigliere or partner or friend of um, Will Smith who did a podcast the other day, and he allegedly went into great detail about how he walked in during uh, the Prince of Bel-Air days on Will Smith having gay sex with one of the co-stars on the uh, show. Was it Barack Obama? Oh. No, no, it wasn't Barry Sotero. <laughs> He's not a crack guy. So Barry wasn't interested, you know? So that one I believe 100%, because look how he got treated by his wife. I mean... Well, they're probably in some sort of deal of a relationship, similar to, like, the Clintons, right? They're not... They're married, but they're not, like, actually, like, together, you know? They have their own thing going on. Maybe. It's gotta be it, man. I, I don't know. Will Smith? Back in the... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, the Smiths are denying it, and, um, you know, I don't know if she goes by Smith. Does she? Yeah, Jada Pinkett. Yeah, the Smiths are denying it, and uh, they're talking about suing and all this stuff, and, you know, I don't have the clip of it or anything. I don't think it's very interesting per se, but it is kind of crazy. This year for Will Smith, this might have been the worst year of his life, man. He did come at that time where, like, now it's coming out that all those kids were raped. Kind of weird. It's like, you know what I mean? It makes you wonder which one of those executives had the jungle fever. (laughs) Doesn't it just make you think no matter what, over the last like several decades, if if there was a kid who became famous in the industry, they were probably used and abused by the establishment in Hollywood? Oh, for sure. The head. Yeah, for sure. You know, Will Smith, he's a tragic case, man. Tragic? He made millions. He did. It's true. He'll probably have a nice comeback, right? The most tragic thing about Will Smith was Wild Wild West. 
I agree. Why did that stink? Why did they do that? They could have made it good. It could have been you know, fun. It has. So, you know, I still to this potential. day, like, I'll, I'll try to watch it. It has such potential. Yeah. And they, such potential. <laughs> they made it so bad that they never tried to redo it. Or, you know, of all the reboots we've seen, no reboot of the Wild no Wild sequel. West, man. Come on. Yeah. Who's that Who's that Latina chick? She's so hot. Selma Hayek? Is that Selma Hayek? No. It's got to be. She's... It's got to be Selma Hayek. I thought Selma Hayek was taller. You're talking about Wild Wild West, right? Oh, that is Selma Hayek. Yeah, I was thinking of a different Latina. How could you forget her in the in the lingerie in the cage? I know. Come on, the bird cage, man. Oh yeah. Uh, no, but I was thinking of the other one. The other Wild Wild West, or the other uh, Selma Hayek in lingerie. The other uh, Latina. Oh, um, you're thinking of from like the Zorro movies, Catherine Zeta-Jones? Yeah, it's exactly who I was thinking. Of. Nope, not who I was thinking of. Oh, right. I was thinking of Sofia Vergara. <laughs> oh, oh, from Modern Family, man. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who think I'm wrong, they're both Latina. They're both in their 50s, so leave me alone. That, that Vergara <laughs> chick, she's almost like a cross between Zeta-Jones and Salma Hayek. Good God. Salma Hayek. Fuck Jennifer Aniston, dude. That's got to be the hottest chick in her 50s. She's 57. Yeah, I don't know why Jennifer Aniston gets so much publicity for how she looks now. I, like, Halle Berry and Salma Hayek are blowing all these women out of the water. Hell yeah. Oh, you got to see Salma Hayek in the 90s. God damn. I know. It's intense, man. Oh, I can't handle it. All right, we got to cut the show now for five minutes. I'll be back. I got to go. I'll be right back. Another song. <laughs> Another song. <laughs> You're right, dude, in that wild, wild west when she's in the lingerie. God, man. That's right, man. Yeah, we, we lived Back in a good Back when the t- chicks had no dicks, man. No dicks, time. man. It was wonderful, <laughs> dude. They, they looked hot. It was wonderful. It, also, you know, we grew up at the time of, like, sexuality in popular culture. Now people are so prude and weirded out. Like, the sexuality now is in a weird space. Yeah. So you can't just have, like, the chick flaunting the tits and the dude with the shirt off, right? Like, when we were growing up, it was like, Brad Pitt's in a movie, he's going to have his shirt off for half of it. So the women can just lose their minds. Oh, for sure, yeah. George Clooney, yeah. I don't know, was George Clooney a shirt off guy? I feel like George, I'm envious of the career path of George Clooney. He did the ER and then he turned gray at 35 and just was like the sophisticated guy for every movie forever. And then after like decades of just running through pussy, he's like, all right, 50, time to get married. <laughs> <Kids>. <laughs> I crushed enough pussy in my time. <laughs> you know? He'll be back. Just like Mick Jagger and Al Pacino. Oh, they always come back, Frank. They always go back. The problem with the women is they always turn 40. (laughs) I don't know if you know this about women. It's this weird thing God put in them. They all turn 40. Well, speaking of being sexist, which we definitely are here on the Dude Man Podcast, 
uh, a guy who I've been a huge fan of lately, who played on the last show, and I'm going to play him again today because I'm just loving what he's doing. Uh, Vivek Ramashramashwamadingdong was on uh. CNN. I know you're tired of it, but I'm going to just hit you with it because he's being accused of being sexist for mansplaining to the CNN host. Oh, great. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so great. I wanted everybody to hear Vivek mansplain to the CNN host. I love the idea of mansplain. Okay, I love it. Ladies, I love it. Ladies, <laughs> women'splain. Let me tell you why mansplain. I'm going to mansplain why mansplaining is better than womensplaining. <laughs> Both is some asshole telling you something you already know. But mansplaining, it's only going to take me 50 seconds. Your <laughs> womansplaining is you explaining something I already know for 10 fucking minutes. <laughs> Never getting to the goddamn point. Somehow bringing in Susie and Carol. I don't even know how you brought them in the conversation. You know what I mean? Yes. So yes. picture all you want. At least our mansplaining is short and to the fucking point. No, we've gone so far down the rabbit hole of this bullshit in our culture and the wokeism. Like, if I just try to teach somebody, like, no, this is a good way, an efficient way to cut some onions. I don't need to be mansplaining how to, like, prep some vegetables. Frank, you're a man who's explaining. <laughs> it's mansplaining. Well, how do I explain something? I'm just I'm just trying to show you a really good way to do something. <laughs> if I need to explain something, do I got to cut off my balls? What's going on here? <laughs> Hold on, let me tuck my dick in my ass and then talk in a high-pitched voice, and I'll, t- I'll tell if, you how to do it. If this. your plane is crashing, do you mind if I mansplain how to land it? <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, dude, I love it. I fucking love the backlash, the mansplaining. Here's So I wanted everybody here. Here's Vivek, and this will be my last Vivek. I'll, I'll do a little embargo on the... Uh, on the uh, he's about to join the Tucker, I mean, uh, a kid. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do the no Vivek rule after this one. This is the last one, I promise. But uh, I thoroughly enjoy this mansplaining from Vivek. More just because it leaves that, that taste of... Uh... Yeah, I know. I don't <laughs> want to. Yeah. spice. We, what's, we that sp- what's that weird? Lo- it's called curry, and we know exactly how no, you no, feel no, about no, the no, Indians. Another one, saffron. Is it saffron? I threw saffron in there. I'm not sure if they are big what? on the saffron. Saffron, yeah. one of the most expensive spices in the world. But that's why it sucks because we always get the bootleg. I think it's almost pricier than gold. No, for sure it is by by weight for sure. Yeah, man. But but what's that one? Like you know, you get a shawarma. And it's just like that weird aftertaste. Well, shawarma's different, I think, than where Vivek is from. I think Rama, I, I say Rama Shawarma because uh, his name is Rama Swami. It's a <laughs> yeah, what's the difference? Well, I think Shawarma comes from like uh, Middle Eastern, whereas I think Rama Swami is uh, Indian, maybe. Even worse. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. He's a curry man. Oh, you're right. He is an Indian. I'm pretty sure. Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> I didn't really need to think too hard about it there. Uh, what not Nikki Haley also Indian? Yeah. It's weird. Uh, we're being it, taken over. And the fucking prime minister of Ukraine. That's right. Renek Shinek Renik. I don't know. I, I, God bless you. Thank you. Uh, I actually, once again, I farted through the microphone right there. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Uh, so, yeah. I got Vivek. It'll be my last Vivek. I promise. All right. But Dude, uh, his middle name is Ganapathy. Yeah, but this guy should never be president. <laughs> Vivek Ganapathy Ramaswamy. Okay. Done. 
Oh. I, I don't even want him in a cabinet position, actually. And fuck all that. The worst part is he was born in Cincinnati. Can't trust nobody from Cincinnati. I think that's the number one disqualifier now Jesus in my book. Christ. I know. This guy's pure scum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love my Ohio brethren. Uh, so Vivek, I, I could dig a Vivek cabinet position. I like what he says. I think the guy's got some fire. He's in our age group and he's saying what we're thinking. And right now he's mansplaining to the CNN host. They live like vermin. Do you believe that that is, as your, uh, Republican colleague, Chris Christie has said, neo-Nazi rhetoric? This is a classic mainstream media move. Pick some individual phrase of Donald Trump, focus on literally that word without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue. The word was chosen for a reason. We are in the middle of a cultural war in this country. Well, you know what? It's actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country. Would you describe them as vermin? Wildly violating the rule of law. We have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance of why we have to recognize that we're not in. You can hear her in real time being spoken to in her earpiece. And they're like trying to get her to interject and stop him. But. They're oh, yeah. they're checking boxes at CNN. They're not hiring people on like journalistic credibility or you know people who have experience dealing with unruly guests, right? They just checked a box, and so now this chick is has no idea how to stop Vivek, <laughs> and and he's rolling, baby. Mary Times. Would you so use that language? The vocabulary of the verb in or not is not what's important. Well, I haven't used that language. So, so you can look you? at my, my track record on the campaign trail. I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. A border crisis of historic proportion. Economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years. A national identity crisis and a loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country. Let's talk about our dependence on China. Today we're actually talking about Xi Jinping, picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping. If he could do that for Xi Jinping, he could have done it on an ordinary day. And yet we're here sitting talking not about the substance of that, but on one word that Donald Trump said in some speech in Miami. This is what's wrong with the mainstream media. Focus on the substance and let's have an actual policy debate rather than talking to a presidential candidate instead of the policy substance of what's actually going on in the country. Picking on some word that Donald Trump said on a certain day and asking me for comment on it. Give me a break. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, amen. And Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Frank, no, no ban on Vivek, man. You still got a spot here. I like that. that I'm telling you, I'm loving what he's doing. He knows he's not, he doesn't have a chance. You know, DeSantis could have taken a page out of this book a little bit yes. and know you're the loser in this race, but go out there and be original. Yeah, I love that, dude. He's absolutely right. Donald Trump rambled for 45 minutes, and you guys picked one word out of the speech. (laughs) One word out of the speech. Yeah, man. Your president can't talk for more than two minutes to the press. Oh, did you see that pathetic show he put on with Xi Jinping? 
the worst is they keep playing the video of them walking side by side. Dude, Joe Biden can't walk. That's he's, right. He's too old to walk. I know, he looks feeble next to the Chinese leader. Yeah, yeah, remember, like, you see the videos of, like, the old days where the leader of the invading army, he calls out the, the leader of the village, and he says, let's save our men, me and you. We'll fight one-on-one to the death. Winner take all. Xi Jinping could literally just push him over. Yes! <laughs> like, during that walk, just push him over, done. Down for the count. Look at the two of them together. That Pooh Bear's got some power next to Biden. I mean, he just, he looked like a leader, and Biden looks like this old dude with dementia. Yeah, he's Grandpa Joe. He's literally a grandpa. That's the guy you feel bad for. Sad. It's elder abuse. We should be ashamed of ourselves as a country. Yeah, bring it to effect. I love that, dude. I love that. Yeah, stop focusing on one word. Don- Plus, here you have Vivek, a guy who's running for president. You really just want to talk about something Donald Trump said? Yeah, Why? Because Why? You, that's right. You, because you, the media, you legacy mainstream media, you want Trump to be the nominee so bad. That's all oh, you, you want. Because it's the only thing, because you guys did a great job of convincing your followers that he's the devil. He's Hitler. So you need him to win so that you could continue to convince your people. Yes, you know absolutely, man. It's uh that's why I love Vivek going out there, knowing he's got nothing to lose, and saying it like it is, calling it out to these people's faces. We recently, I think it was last episode, we did him on Cuomo Bromo show over on News Nation, which yeah. is now the. I've been seeing commercials now for news. There's, they're selling it as like the new cable news network that is like the truth teller yeah they all say they're the truth teller why does a news station need to convince you that they're telling you the truth yeah why not just tell me the truth <laughs> That's the best part. i can listen to five minutes of your cuomo show and realize you guys are not so stop yeah you don't have to tell people you're telling the truth just tell the truth you could just tell the news and have no bias there's a reason why, like, Breaking Points, that's a podcast, there's more people are watching that than any mainstream news, you know? It's crazy stuff, man. Uh, so, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the Vivek. I wasn't sure how you would land on it. Um, and it also got me thinking about this whole thing with Xi coming here. Did you see any of the imagery how they had the flags they they lined the streets of san francisco with the flags of communist china i I like remember i literally remember as a kid watching presidents bush clinton obama going to other countries and they had our flag flying right yes absolutely like now we're the weak country i don't know it just makes us look so there's no american flags being flown but we're gonna fly chinese you know it used to be the pride of america our flag was flown around the world yeah you man. Know? yeah I, I i just couldn't believe seeing the imagery the fact that gavin newsom went out of his way to allocate all those resources to clean up the city to then put up the communist chinese flags what a slap in the face 
to any tax-paying American patriot in San Francisco. I feel sorry for you people. Oh, yeah, you got to leave. That's yeah. easy to say. That's easy to say, hard to do. I, I'm, there's yeah. people in Colorado who want to leave desperately. Where are you going to go? You're just going to flood other markets. Uh, and, you, know, I, you know, some of us, we got to stay, I believe, and fight for the change. I think that's. Uh, I think about it every do. day, man. I wish I could leave Chicago. Like I, I gotta find a place to go. I'm telling you, man. I gotta go to Poland. But the problem is, the only reason I want to go there is because they're the only ones that like maintained their traditions, and that's why they won't let me in. That's the deal. You have to have. Well, we, I think we got some bloodline action there that we could uh, call upon. I mean, the you know, gotta hit that dual citizenship. Man. I gotta saying, get that Polish citizenship. Poland's yeah, where you want to be, or let's make America a little bit more like Poland. In as far as we gotta close up the borders, and you know, did you see that the black guy destroy the liberals? I did not. Yeah, dude, it was a great. Uh, like one of those like men on the street things. Oh, uh, did you send that to me? Maybe you sent that to me. <clears throat> Where he was, uh, he was asking people like, you know, what can, what should America do better, especially in like race relations and everything, and like for the poor and all this. Other. And everybody brought up you know, Norway, Sweden. Oh God, you know? like, yeah, of course. We got to, we got to do a better job with our social structures and our, you know, and I mean our social security and all that. And uh, the best part was the black guy was like, no, no, that's great. But you you keep mentioning countries that are all white. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> oh. And right away, you can see their faces change. And he goes, can you, can you tell me a country that's, like, very diverse or majority black or, you know, something, a country like that that we should follow? Wow. That's brutal. So brutal. So brutal fucking brutal that's why you guys are dude that's why wakanda exists in disney and not <laughs> in the real disney. world man oh only my god disney. so crazy dude and you know these dude uh san francisco california liberal policy based places congratulations everybody is leaving because i i read earlier uh before we went live today and i'm a huge baseball fan the old Oakland Athletics officially leaving Oakland for Las Vegas. And it's their last professional team. Did you see that? That's unbelievable. Dude, dude Oakland used to have like 20 teams. The it was Ra- like a joke. The Raiders and everybody just exited. and uh, It's incredible, man. Oh. What a waste. Just, dude, everybody's really freaking out now because uh, with the Chicago butt, dude, they are not approving anything but emergency work. Wow. Because they're $400 million over budget. Wow. $400 million. That's crazy stuff, man. I mean, we're living in crazy times, and the only thing I can focus on personally is the fact that David DePappy was found guilty for hitting Paul <laughs> Pelosi with that hammer, man. Can you believe it, folks? It was the most staged event in our lifetime that... Did not really happen, but the guy's going to go to prison now for decades because he allegedly attacked Pelosi with the hammer. We know what happened. The worst part is it just means there's one less Starbucks barista to employ. (laughs) We never got to the clip. I had a lot to say about it. I had so much to say about it. Well, dude, they're going on strike, man. There's nothing we can do, right? Well, So I just got to say, uh, Uncle Frank brought it up on Sunday. He went to a Starbucks, and nobody worked there. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I'm not even joking. <laughs> there was like two guys in the back making all the drinks that you didn't even. See. He said you didn't even see them. Like you, you walk, you ordered from like a kiosk, yes, and then everybody exactly. was just waiting for somebody. Like you just literally saw an arm come out of the back and put the coffee on the <laughs> thing. And like there was like two guys in the back room running the whole place.